1: Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show, the show where we talk to people in the independent wrestling world and other close by worlds and so much more. Uh, I am a video producer here in Pittsburgh for the International Wrestling Cartel and the Reggae Wrestling Alliance, and we do uh, Indie wrestling.us and a few other interesting documentaries and projects around pro wrestling. With me is my associate, he is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, and the voice of some other things too that we'll hopefully get on later in the show. He is Eamon Payton out of Dallas, Texas joining us.
0: Hello, Sorgatron, very excited to be talking to you about independent wrestling. Yes. Uh, uh, in in audio form, uh, I don't have video uh, this week for, for technical reasons, however you get to still see my smiling face next to, who is that Sorg?
1: I don't know anymore, and you're do the audio oh. listeners, so we're moving on. Uh, Indie Mayhem Show. You can check us out at, at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can subscribe to the Indie Mayhem Show and all <laughs> the rest of our shows on... <laughs> he, Sorry. He did not mute that. On Ooh. iTunes, Stitcher Spreaker, Google Play Podcasts, and, of course, video versions of the Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook page as well as the YouTube page. And, of course, streaming the main show every Tuesday, 10 p.m., at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com uh, Very excited for this week's guest. We have the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, joining us. He uh, was recently became the Super Indie Champion in June at uh, at, at Super Indie The tournament, uh, taking on Jonathan Gresham, uh, who also won, I believe, uh, con- uh, CZW's recent tournament at the time. And a and, and
0: recently new uh, CZW Heavyweight Champion.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I saw that come up over the weekend here. And also uh, just did an amazing nearly 30-minute match with uh, International Wrestling Cartel at Caged Fury that, that surprised us and surprised our tape changers, too, uh, for our videographers as well. But uh, looking forward, uh, here's our conversation with him. All right, guys, on the line right now, he is the walking weapon. He is Josh Alexander uh, on the line. How are you doing, man? I'm doing
2: good, man. Good to be here.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We've been trying to line this up for a couple months here, and uh, I'm glad we got to sit down and, uh, and chat with you here tonight. So uh, let's get into uh We do a little bit of get to know thing on uh, get to know you thing here on the show uh, to start off. So tell me, uh, you know, being into wrestling as deep as you are, being a wrestler, uh, what was kind of your first memory of pro wrestling?
2: My first first memory was my mom brought home a magazine that had Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mike Tyson on the front with Shawn Michaels. And that was leading up to WrestleMania 14. Mm-hmm. And it was just because I was a kid that lived in the country. didn't have I didn't have cable, satellite. I didn't have any TV really. I had three channels. And in Canada, none of those channels had wrestling on them. So I didn't even know what wrestling was. Uh, apparently, I'd watched it when I was really a lot younger, like Macho Man and all that stuff. But I just, I had no memory of it. So that magazine would be my first memory that I do remember. And then from then, I uh, I remember I saw Saturday night, uh, WCW Saturday night, something like Viano number no. 5 against K-Quick or something like, <laughs> <laughs> something that will be on Saturday night. And uh, it was like my first introduction to wrestling and I was hooked ever since.
1: So obviously guys that influenced you, right?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I got I got really deep into WCW. I was a huge WCW fan. Mm-hmm. After that, mm-hmm. they were kind of like the guys I picked because I uh, I actually could get TNT, so I could see Nitro and stuff like that. I could never see Raw for some reason. So I was uh, I'm a die hard Eddie Guerrero fan through and through. Since before I was a wrestler, and then after I became a wrestler, I became an even bigger fan.
1: That's awesome. So, how did you uh, take the step from uh, you know being a fan of the wrestling, you know, uh, getting whatever you could uh, where you were to to kind of deciding you wanted to actually get into the ring and do this thing?
2: Well, I uh, like most people these days that are professional wrestlers. I, uh, I wrestled with my friends on uh, mattresses and trampolines, and in backyards and whenever we could when I was in high school, because we were all the crazy wrestling fans. And then I went to university and I had no idea that independent wrestling even existed. Never heard of a show, never seen anything advertised. And I just used the power of Google in 2005 when I got to university, when the internet started blowing up like that. And there was a Geo Geocities website describing some independent wrestling and I went to check it out and found a school and that was it.
1: It's awesome. So how was that experience, you know, what was kind of your perception of of what Josh Alexander was going to be coming out of a wrestling school like that?
2: Uh well, originally I was not Josh Alexander. <laughs> I yeah. was uh yeah, I was Jay Phoenix, which was spelled F E N I X <laughs> because I had heard that there was another Jay Phoenix spelled properly. And then uh like the image for me was nothing. I never I never thought I would get out of training. I never thought I would be good enough to be on a show when I started training. I just thought it was something cool that I could do because I've always wanted, I just wanted to get in a ring. I wanted to feel ropes. I wanted to know what it was like to fall and take a bump, stuff like that. And like, there was never any, I'm going to be WWE champion one day dream or anything like that. It was just, I was thankful to be able to get in a ring and train. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't have that, that Cinderella story where everybody dreams of, one day tagging up with this guy and winning this. I, I set goals, certainly, after I started achieving certain things because I had my first match three weeks after I got to this wrestling school. But uh, at the beginning, I had no goals whatsoever. I was just, just happy to be able to like touch ring ropes and see what it felt like to get whipped into a corner like Bret Hart. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, so I, I first experienced you at uh, AIW's Absolution last year where I believe you were uh, the AIW uh, uh, champion there at the time, and and, and and I've learned so much about you just from listening to commentary of Joe Nabrowski and your two matches with uh, IWC so far. Um, and it sounds like you have a, a pretty incredible story. I, I, I see that you actually had an issue with a neck injury that put you out on the shelf for, for a good bit there. Can you, can you uh, tell us a little bit about that and what it was like to return from that?
2: Um, well, I had injured my neck the first time and I got neck surgery without telling anybody because at the time I was working a lot of ring of honor shows and I was kind of on the cusp of being able to get a contract there and Canadian a contract. There would mean a visa and a visa would mean wrestling more in America. And it's just the next step. Right. So I kind of had this neck surgery that I needed because I had broken my neck and didn't tell anybody and came back to wrestling after four weeks, which obviously doctors did not advise. And, uh, It seemed to go well. I got to PWG. My neck was fine, Um, even though I didn't give it the proper time to heal. And then about eight months after that, I re-injured my neck. And they had told me at the time, the doctors had said that uh, it was a far more severe injury than the first one. And that I would never be able to wrestle again if I wanted to be able to walk and do things in 10 years. So... I I retired, like I I did this whole thing, I ended up retiring. It It was a week after that absolution where you were first introduced to me. And I woke up from surgery and this time there was no neck brace on. They had done a surgery, they went into my neck. There was a bandage on me, but there was no neck brace. There was no neck pain. I could move my neck completely side to side all around. I was very confused. So, uh, my surgeon walks in the room the next day and I'm like, Hey man, what's going on? Like, I'm not in a neck brace. Did you guys do the surgery? Like what, what did you find? He's like, yeah, we went in. and Uh, I guess you didn't let it heal properly after the first one. And there was some like material that was left in there and, uh, we just had to clean it up, but it showed up on the MRI looking like it was something else. So it wasn't nearly as severe as we thought it was going to be. So, you know, you, you skated through thin on this one. It was like, Oh, awesome. And then I really thought about it, and I was like, I just retired from wrestling, and I didn't have to. Oh, my God. So I took the proper almost a year to heal after that, about 10 months. And I returned this past May. And ever since then, things have been great.
1: Yeah, fantastic. I mean I know going into uh you obviously the Super Indie tournament uh that I got to see, uh you had of course, you know, doing the, the production on that. And of course the uh the, the the famous uh JT Lightning tournament, you're a winner of both of those coming right out of the gate.
2: Yeah, and okay, I I like tournaments because I, I like not being able to like speak to my opponent. Very much before I go out, I like to be able to just kind of see how it's going and make it up as we go I think the best matches come from like both your backs being pushed up against the wall and having the pressure turned up like that So the JT Lightning Invitational same thing you have to do several matches in one night and it obviously means something to win these tournaments because On the independent wrestling fan spectrum, they're pretty high like the guy that wins This is kind of going to be the guy and coming back from my neck surgery in all honesty, I felt like I had something to prove. I had a chip on my shoulder because I had people telling me that I wasn't going to be able to wrestle the same. I had people doubting that I would be healthy enough to wrestle the same way I used to. That made me so popular. So I, there was no better platform than the GT Learning Invitational and the Super Indie to do that.
1: That's awesome. That's some great stuff. And, of course, uh, a return battle with... Uh, uh, Jonathan Gresham um, at Cage Fury that which you guys surprised us because we were expecting oh, okay it might be like a 15 minute match and then you kept going and then you kept going <laughs> and then you kept going I you know to the point where I, we were unfortunately we're still on tapes for our video production which we're hoping to change soon but uh, we're like oh, oh okay we, get, we need a spot to change tapes oh okay okay this is getting awkward okay we might have a problem here I hope we catch the end of this match <laughs> uh, it, it sounds we're like little... go ahead
2: no, no, uh, a little behind-the-scenes uh, thing on that match. We, When we put together, we put it together like a 12-minute match. Mm-hmm. We weren't expecting to go more than 12 to 15 at all. And when we went out there, just Jonathan Grisham to me, is he's one of the top five wrestlers I've ever been in the ring with. And he's just someone that I, I know I gel with. He's one of my best opponents. And uh, yeah, we just... Felt something started going, and once the crowd started going with it, we kept going, and that's like the freedom that we were given at IWC. So it was great.
1: It's one of those those great things on on my side, being on the other side of the camera or editing this thing afterwards. Especially if we're there in person to see like something special kind of kind of come up. And, uh, and I've seen, you know, I've seen timeline draws where it looked like both guys were completely winded and, and it just like, maybe we shouldn't have done a draw at this point, you know, uh, with, with, with people's skill levels, but this was just other than, you know, worrying about our technical side, it was just, uh, geez, kind of don't end at this point <laughs> with the way you guys went out at it. And of course, uh, Jonathan Gresham, uh, going to super indie was, uh, the winner of, I can't remember CZW's tournament. Uh, that best they have every best. best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a pretty a pretty uh, impressive thing and then you know the kind of awesome awesome matches that we're seeing uh happen in in that in that uh in that group. So um from there okay so of course you're currently the Super Indie champion uh you were uh, previously AIW PWG you've been you've been kind of all over the place here. Um so like you know coming out other than those two tournaments where else have you been popping up
2: um primarily a alpha one wrestling in uh canada that's my home that's pretty much the solo spot i wrestle for in canada now um i wrestled the likes of ethan page uh matt riddle on their last show uh i had a really good match my very first match back in fact from retirement was against heidi loveless and it's the best match i've had since i returned i think that's awesome. And, uh, like, there's just a lot of good things going on at Alpha One. And then AAW in Chicago is kind of, it's kind of always been my American home. Like, and they've been treating me really well. Now that I have IWC, it's completely different. But, uh, AAW, I've had really good matches. They put me in the ring with Tommaso Ciampa, then, uh, Silas Young. I was in, I had a match with, uh, Moose Congo Kong. And uh, Matt Cross last show, and tomorrow I have a show with them against Drew Gulak. So they're putting on some pretty big shows right now. I'm just happy to be a part of them.
1: It's awesome. Um, and one thing, I, I, a lot of people, again, unless you're on the commentary, uh, uh, listening th- these things being explained, you're a complex individual, apparently. <laughs> Yes, you. Uh, Between between the story we just talked about and everything. So so again, seeing your first time at at AIW last year, I noticed the headgear and I was like, oh, okay, this is some kind of amateur wrestling thing, right? Uh, But it turns out you, you actually, like the headgear is actually functional for you out there, right? Yeah. Like
2: hey, well, uh, okay. My very first JT Lightning Invitational tournament, I think it was twenty eleven or twelve or twelve, probably. Uh, I had gone in. I had a little bit of cauliflower ear, slight, and I actually in my first match against ACH, I suffered an injury straight to my ear, and my ear blew up to the size of uh, a hardball, If anybody mm-hmm. knows from just regular baseball, that's how big my ear was, and uh, I had to go to the hospital. They had to cut my ear all the way in half, all the way around, scrape out everything, pin it to the side of my head and then I went back and I wrestled in the second round of JT Lighting Invitational and then it swelled up again obviously and I had to go get it all done again when I got back to Canada and they told me if it happens again there's a good chance that the swelling can go on the inside of my, inside of my ear, my ear canal and I will lose all the hearing in that ear. Jeez. Cause I, I, as a result of that injury I obviously lost a little bit of hearing but Yeah, so I returned to wrestling two weeks after that, and that was against doctor's orders yet again because wrestlers are dumb, mainly me. And (laughs) I decided to get headgear to protect myself in the interim, and it was just something that stuck and kind of became my thing. So it's never gone anywhere since.
1: Awesome. Uh, We actually do have a question from the live chat room over at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. And uh, our boy, Tragar, he's been doing some great uh, blogs about a lot of the indie wrestling here in the area and everything. And he says, Josh, I think that Desmond Xavier deserves a rematch. What say you give him one by the end of the year? Uh, I'm presuming, it's re- I think you guys met in Super Indie, Is that right?
2: Yeah, we met in the first round of the Super Indie. Right,
1: right. Um,
2: that- and if it were up to me, I'd give him a rematch every single show. Because <laughs> I think he's probably one of the guys that's going to blow up the most in the next year or two. And he's super talented, and I thought he was really good. And I would love to do that again.
1: He's definitely impressed me uh, uh, the couple of times we've seen him in an IWC immensely. And he's a name that keeps popping up on those highlights every week when you look back at the Indies, too. Uh, So definitely got to look out for. So awesome. Well, uh, so tell me, uh, uh, what are you uh, watching out for now? What are you watching for inspiration? What are you watching for entertainment as far as wrestling goes? Or is there anybody else there you're looking out for?
2: Um, I watch a lot of, uh, like, if I want to just watch wrestling and fanboy out, I watch New Japan Wrestling a lot. Uh, I just think everything they put out is amazing. I am a huge fan of Nakamura, NXT, New Japan, anywhere. And lately I've been watching the CWC. I think uh, Gargano and Champa against the Revival is one of the best matches I've seen in a long, long time on TV or anywhere. And like that's just kind of the stuff I watch, man. Like seeing Cedric Alexander, Russell Biffy, Music on in a WWE ring, and I just watched that last night. Like it, it's surreal to me, and it's just awesome to see guys I know doing so well. Right. Right that's kind of the stuff I watch for inspiration lately and, uh, things that I have my eye on, I want to get back to PWG. I want to get back to ring of honor or evolve. Uh, it's just getting the next steps. You know, I, my one main goal this year, I don't care if I wrestle on any of those companies per se, like by this time, but, uh, I want to make it to WrestleCon this year something I've never done, something that I would have regretted never doing if I indeed had to stay retired. So now that I have my second chance, Russell Khan's what I want to do.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, it's a hell of a time, isn't it? There's a lot of opportunity out there with the with the, with the CWC and everything. And it's great to see a lot of these guys you never really thought would fit in WWE, like just doing crazy stuff out there.
2: Yeah, I never thought I'd see Kotobushi doing Kotobushi things <laughs> in the <a> WWE ring.
1: <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> Yes, it's, it's
2: nice. It's, it's great that they like they took the reins off and just let them be them.
1: Right. It, it, it's nice to see Japanese wrestlers being Japanese wrestlers instead of saying "indeed." Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, awesome. Uh, and this is another question. This has been taken several different ways over uh, over uh, uh, the times we've done this show. Uh, but what is the best and the worst thing about indie wrestling?
2: Hmm. Uh, the worst thing about indie wrestling is that it doesn't get the recognition it deserves. I'm not saying for like WWE because they're obviously giving it rec- recognition now. They're giving top indie guys spots. They're giving them chances all the time. I'm saying from like uh, just people. There's fans. I know. I know fans that have brought people to shows, and the second they bring those people to a show, they're hooked for life. But it's the people. That don't listen to their friends and don't give indie wrestling the chance because, oh, it's not that stuff I see on TV. It's got to be something amateur. You know what I mean? I think that's the worst part of indie wrestling. The best part about indie wrestling is that I get to do what I never dreamed possible. And I get to do it at some of the best places in North America. And to me, I'm just glad it's around. That's the best thing for me. That's awesome.
1: And of course uh you're gonna be um coming at least back in here in the Pittsburgh area for us. Uh for I understand you're gonna be at House of Hardcore on October fifteenth taking on the winner of the uh three way this weekend for the Super Indie title. Uh have, have mm-hmm. you done have you done a House of Hardcore before?
2: I have not. I was supposed to, I believe, and then I had to get my next surgery the weekend of the show. So okay. Yeah, I've never done it. It's they they run awesome shows. Tommy's amazing, and uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. No matter who the opponent is, I just saw that was announced tonight. Actually, right before you called me.
1: Awesome, awesome, and of course, uh, Gory Chris Larusso and Alex Daniels. Who I think you may be familiar with, Alex Daniels, a bit from uh, from the Cleveland uh, run in AIW.
2: Yeah, I wrestled him in the finals of the JC Lighting Invitational. Actually, nice, nice, nice.
1: It'd be nice along with see. Raymond Rowe. Oh.
2: So I'm pretty familiar with him. Uh, Chris LaRusso, I've seen some good things at the the IWC shows I've been to so far. And uh, Gorey, I've seen over the years, actually. He's been around for like six, seven years doing good things. So, no matter who my opponent is, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good time. So, it's going to be fun.
1: Awesome. Uh, And so you check those out. Um, Of course, houseofhardcore.com, IWCwrestling.com. Where can people find you online? And is there anything else coming up they should check out?
2: Uh, I do not have Facebook because, as I said, I'm a caveman. I'm trying to get off the grid, but I'm an indie wrestler, so I need Twitter. At walking underscore weapon. I have Instagram as well, but that's just pictures of my son and stuff like that. So people usually don't have to follow me there. Just Twitter for all wrestling needs and communication with me. And to see me soon this weekend, Friday, I'm at AAW in Chicago, com, And Sunday, I'm at Alpha-1Wrestling. Dot com for their show, Matt Rats featuring Hornswoggle,
1: so it's going to be a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, guys, uh, about 10 years ago, I saw a young lad named uh, Raymond Rowe walk into IWC in demand respect regardless of his Cleveland colors in a Pittsburgh ring, and uh, I get the same feeling when I saw The Walking Weapon several months ago at Super Indy. It's been awesome seeing you in here, here in Pittsburgh. It's awesome to know that we're going to see you a bit more here in Pittsburgh. Uh, everybody, go check them out. Thanks again, Josh, for uh, joining us there. And we're going to get into some more stuff, including a recent experience. Eamon had a new experience in independent pro wrestling. But if you guys want to get some experiences, check out Indie Wrestling. Oop, that's the schedule. IndieWrestling.us. <laughs> uh, there it is. <laughs> There's Sanjay Dutt. Uh, IndieWrestling.us is where uh, we are. Uh, you can get digital downloads, of course, and some DVDs of some shows with the Renegade Wrestling Alliance International Wrestling Cartel. Uh, great is just like uh, uh, RWA's Aggression 2016, Sean J. Dutt taking on Shane Andrews. A tremendous match. Great night of wrestling. Um, guys like J-Rock on there. like uh, uh, Daniel Ease is another up-and-comer. You guys got to check out some cool stuff happening in this little gymnasium in West Newton, PA. And, of course, IWC stuff, including Cage Fury, including the upcoming um, uh, Rumble in Royal Valley that strangely has a Pokemon theme. And so much more. Finding Zach Gallon, Montreal Theory. Um, the award, the 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 P W I four out of five rated uh, finding Zach Gowen available here in digital download form. Vicious Outcast Wrestling, uh, Border City Wrestling, and uh, and so much more. Check out indiewrestling.us. Sign up for the newsletter. Get updates. Get free shows. Get discounts over there. And some new announcements coming soon in the Around an in Indies column by the Riz. And check out our talk. Uh, We didn't have a regular show last week, of course, but we did have kind of a recap of King of Trios and our experience going out there on a road trip, and that was a lot of fun. You can check that out in the podcast feed on YouTube or just check the link over at IndieWrestling.us. Eamon, you had a new experience. Now, you have been classically a a wrestling announcer, commentator for Inspire Pro up until this point. Um, uh, When we talked about your social media uh, kind of ventures as well around the promotion. But you had a new opportunity over this past weekend.
0: I did. I, ha- I had a really great opportunity to do some ring announcing, uh, which is uh, uh, was a great pleasure to do for a company uh, in the Arlington, Texas area called VIP Wrestling. Uh, it was a real pleasure to get to work with them. Um, uh, since moving to Dallas from San Antonio, I kind of wanted to expand my uh, uh, resume a bit more and work a couple different places. Kind um, <laughs> of be a real not a worker, but like a real worker in the business and, and, you know, uh, you know, get my name out there, I guess a bit. Um, and, and I got to announce uh, they're setting the bar three event. It was their second year anniversary or, or their second anniversary, third year, you know, you, you get how math works. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a new experience to say the least. Um, uh, cause we're announcing very different than commentary. Uh, Because you're actually in front of people and and you're speaking to a couple hundred people. Like that's crazy to me. Um, And and it was definitely having to get past nerves and get over it. But it it, it was a really fun experience. Uh, uh, Like I said, it was really great getting to work with the people at VIP. Uh, They were super awesome. Uh, uh, I get to I get to ring it out for people like Zack Saber Jr., who you see in the photo uh, with me, uh, uh, if you're on the video f- uh, formats. Uh, but there were tons of great people on that show: uh, DJ Z, uh, Zima Ion, Sanjay Dutt, uh, Crazy Mary Dobson, who may be going to NXT soon. Um, uh, it was a really, really packed, star-studded show, and and it was a real pleasure to get to you know do something as far as ring announcing goes.
1: That was awesome, and, and you talked about, you were talking about at the <laughs> end of Wrestling Mayhem show uh, this week, uh, about your scariest experience in professional wrestling happened.
0: Oh yeah, because once you have a couple hundred people yell at you, and, ch- and not only yell, but chant at you that they don't know who you are, that's kind of terrifying. Um, luckily, the crowd, I think, warmed to me eventually. Um, uh, I got, I actually, it was a really good great experience because i had a lot of like random fans come up to me during intermission or or after the show and tell me i did a good job like people i know never met before like told me you know that i did a good job and 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 that's a really cool feeling um yeah it, it was it was intimidating to say the least um uh but but ultimately really fun it was it was a really great i don't know when also what i'm doing i think i think the thing I liked about it as well is when I do commentary and behind the table for like the, the entire show pretty much calling things and, and, and all that stuff. Um, I actually got to, you know, spend some time in, in the back as well. It was really cool. Just seeing a bunch of people like huddle around a monitor, just like watching the matches happen as, as you know, as they're going on. Um, that was a really interesting experience. (laughs) Um, yeah, it was really, really fun. And, 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 um, something I would definitely love to do again. I, I, Kind of, I, I I definitely want to expand my repertoire a bit more. Um, the main reason I when I've been sending stuff to different promotions, and and I'll include ring announcing on the list of things that I would be willing to do for for a company, mainly because I know especially here in Texas that everybody has commentators or needs commentators because they don't always produce a show in that way, but everyone needs ring announcers. So, um, you know, so I've been including that more on stuff, and I not, and not only did I get to ring announce on friday but i also get to do like an in-ring interview thing so i'm getting to kind of do some more stuff now uh which is which is nice and 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 kind of expand my resume um which i'm really enjoying And hopefully hopefully we'll get to do more uh uh soon
1: awesome awesome uh i gotta say although you have never had the experience of people throwing stuff at you though
0: no, well, they, they did throw streamers.
1: They did throw stream. Okay, okay, because I had like like full pop bottles getting thrown at me while I was on stage. Oh, cause. fun! <laughs> yeah, they were not happy with us. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, also, also, I've had several times where the, an ambulance had to show up during a show that was performing. So Hmm. not related to my show. I will say
0: I was – I I think it's safe for me to say this. Uh, I was originally going to call – supposed to uh, ring announce everything except for the main event because the person who – mainly the reason I did this – I got this position was because the person who normally ring announces uh, was going to be in a street fight right before intermission with another wrestler. Um, And uh, they were going to come back for the main event and call the main event. Uh, Unfortunately, that person had to go to the hospital uh, to get 12 – Staples in the back of his head. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was a pretty intense street fight. Uh, he made it back to 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 announce the end of the match. I got to call the beginning of the main Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait. So what? He was a wrestler?
0: No. Well, he's 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 one of the co owners and he's also a ring announcer. But he was wrestling this match with a wrestler. Uh, it was kind of a power struggle sort of thing. Like okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, bleeding from the back of the head, had to get, go to the hospital. Uh, after the show, get 12 staples in, or during the show, get 12 staples in his head, came back and, and, and sent everyone home basically <laughs> at the end. So that was, that was fun.
1: And I have to say, so, so this is a poster that I had come across and I didn't realize this was something that you were a part of in advance, but like the poster was up and it mentioned the names. Like it, it, it felt like, like these guys like seem to spare no expense for the names they're bringing in uh i mean even the night before they had cody Rhodes and chris hero right uh yeah i was there
0: also for the night before selling merchandise for some people and then yeah that was a really fun match wow
1: wow like these guys are really like we're gonna put names in here all over the place um like people significant even you know keith lee i guess he's a he's a ring of honor guy i was thinking like oh he's a Mm -hmm. regional guy but like no or sanjay dutt mary dobson djz you know not Will Osprey. Um, <laughs> it, it's actually a junior, um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it, that, that's pretty incredible and interesting uh, uh, look to, to 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 you know uh, how some people promote. You know, I think that's yeah, always it, interesting to see like what that strategy is. You know, that versus I know kind of the mix of guys you guys have. You know, kind of the mix of what RWA and IWC does and, and what that kind of brings in, and and seeing seeing the crowd. Uh, I guess numbers why kind of react to that. You know, right. uh, so so I mean, and I imagine this had to bring a a, a lot of people out uh, for a show like this.
0: No, definitely, yeah. And, and it was a that that just added to the whole pleasure of getting to work for them in this role because, like, getting to ring out for Zach Saber Junior. is a really cool thing that I get to put on my you know bucket list. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool, and it was full of really really great people, and, and I really wanted to, get, again, give credit to uh, Lamont and uh, Keith, who are the co-owners of uh, VIP. Uh, they were great to me, um, and, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully uh, there may be something uh, down the line. I'm not, there's nothing confirmed right now, but hopefully.
1: Cool, hopefully. yeah, see you on NXT. Okay, uh, well, anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you never know, man. I mean, uh, I, I, I could not be, I would not be one bit surprised if I see you uh, doing a, an off show on Ring of Honor or something. Uh, the way uh, you're you're getting out there, the way you are, uh, who so knows? you know you never know, you never know. So uh, hey, we just need to get some of these guys to go, to pay to get you up in Pittsburgh. Uh. <laughs> 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 like, hey, if you need a ring announcer, I got a guy. You can ride up with Ray Row, uh, <laughs> who comes up here anyway. So you know, it could work out. We could work out. All right, uh, but anyways. Uh, I, so so great stuff happening there. It's good to hear, and of course, uh, you've heard what we've had going on here. Um, let me talk. So, I I've had have we talked a bit since I've kind of um, had my new uh, self appointed role. <laughs> we've talked about how I've changed things that we're doing post editing. Uh-huh. So I found myself in this weird box now where I'm not doing anything during wrestling shows. Okay. <laughs> like I've worked myself out of out of a position during shows uh like because i don't want to i'm not going to step in and take the guys you know the guys are working and and you know i don't want to take their spots you know what i mean right and the guys do a great job chachi and rob are doing an amazing job rob's been doing an amazing job now editing for us uh some of the trailers that you've been seeing uh so so i get to like i've worked myself in this position where i get to sit back and enjoy the shows again and i get to enjoy the show again when i edit it uh in, in these cases right Um, and we're, we're, and we're looking at some stuff. We're actually going to experiment with some new, new ways for us to do production, um, to hopefully improve it even more and, 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 and streamline the process actually. Uh, so, so we can turn our news around a little bit quicker even than we are now with the editing process. Um, not necessarily live switching, but that, that is something that's on the table in, in the future as well. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it has been kind of cool, especially, you know, something like I, I guess I technically ran the DVD table with uh, Renegade Wrestling Alliance because um, we had mm. a couple of people busy on stuff. Uh, so so but it was nice to um, um, kind of spectate on something like that. Enjoy an RWA show, you know, which I don't think I've ever sat back and watched other than these last couple of shows back with them. Um, but it's cool to be, you know. Uh, be part of it there and and, and kind of see it from a different angle and notice things that, that I wouldn't notice just sitting down and editing just the footage. Right. I know there's, there's some other stuff I get to look for um, that I get to see from a different angle. Uh, So it's been kind of nice to be in that spot. And of course this week, we've talked about this year has been really me getting back to basics on my wrestling fandom. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. we started with me going to other promotion shows in the area, like on purpose to say, Hey, I got to get out there and see what everybody's doing you know, in-ring, seeing how other people are doing production, like everything for the most part. Uh, So that's been a big, big part of that. And um, geez, the list this year of what we've got to hit up has been pretty tremendous. Um, Not to mention, (laughs) not not to mention finding rando shows on my my travels (laughs) during business travels and finding a strange uh, uh, ultra-violent show in Northern LA uh, with 16 people (laughs) in the crowd. So um, I was actually talking to the guy from VOW, I was like, ask me about that show sometime when we're in person again. Because <laughs> they, they just did their Lords of Anarchy show and he's, he's, he's showing me some preview stuff and I'm just like, man, speaking of ultra I gotta tell you about this promotion I found. Um, but anyway, yeah, of course, we talked about that here a few months ago, I think back in uh, May when that, that happened. So, And I'm going to be doing that again. Dude, I'm going to some podunk towns in 2017. <laughs> I have about five sometimes,
0: sometimes that's the best wrestling.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I was so sad. I was like, just, just barely missed some shows. They're just out of range when I was up in Rochester um, uh, for some promotions, which it looked like they're promotions that regularly have guys we love, like RJ City, Dalton Castle, you know, a, a bunch of names that are usually up in that Western New York area. But this was the off week.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: where you're like I don't know who the hell these guys are but I, can, I definitely want to check out like I was almost to the point where I'm like man I want to miss half the show but I'm kind of okay with that you know I just want to see something uh, so right. you never know you never know what you're going to run into in the middle of Nebraska next year uh, so so as we get closer I was like, I'm to those I'm going to I don't know I think I want to post my dates and, and say hey do you know any indie wrestling in these areas around these times and we'll see what will happen so there you go. Well, it's been fun, Eamon, talking indie wrestling with you. Trying so hard to make this a regular basis again. Uh, thank you, everybody, for hanging with us um, on, on these these shows and our little weird schedule here over the summer. So we're readjusting. Eamon's joining us on some kind of tinfoil internet. Enough that I here, one way or the other. One way or another. So, uh, But we'll get things going. We got Indie Mayhem Show rocking it right now. Thank you so much for you guys joining us. Eamon, where are the places people can check you and in in places that you can hear your voice?
0: Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Eamon2Please uh, and also check out Inspire Pro InspireProWrestling uh, over at InspireProWrestling.com and on Twitter at Res. Our next event is next Sunday, uh, September 25th, our Fade to Black 2 event. Uh, that's going to be really fun. And then right around the corner of the month after is Battle Wars, uh, our big show featuring the stars of Chicago Pro Wrestling. That event is always Uh, one of our most anticipated events of the year, so you do not want to miss that.
1: Definitely, definitely. It makes me jealous to be not in Texas, man uh shows coming up in the pittsburgh area of course uh this weekend iwc is doing a show all the way out in rural valley so it's a little bit out of pittsburgh but if you're in the north uh east of the city it's definitely worthwhile they packed that place it was their first show in rural valley uh probably back in february and i can't believe they packed that place as much as they did for for a first time show like that uh and this is gonna be fun fans bring the weapon match weapons match uh marshall gambino brockham mcbride against Keith Pott and Remy LaVey, some friends of the show, all involved there. Man, we got to get Bronco on. He's, he's, he's overdue for not getting on, so we'll, we'll see what we can do with that. Also, we have a pod crawl, not Wrestling Mayhem show, but uh, a couple of us will be there in attendance. The Awesome Cast is actually going to be involved in a pod crawl in Millvale, PA. Go to riversedgepgh.com or look up the Rivers Edge Radio Network on Facebook for information about that. We're at 945 at one of the places uh, along there. Some friends of ours like Yajagoff, um, drinking partners who joined us on the podcast panel at PodCamp Pittsburgh, uh, and, a, and a few more great p- Pittsburgh podcasts as a part of that. We, If you're in a, a Pittsburgh area, all these are Pittsburgh area dates here. Uh, we're doing a Storytron Media Coffee. If you want to meet a Mayhammer at Work Hard Pittsburgh on October 1st, Sorgatron Media uh, Facebook page for that event. I think we also have that co-hosted with Wrestling Mayhem Show. And also, the Friday before WWE's No Mercy is the big N64 WWF No Mercy tournament. We've got to warm up with uh, with uh, uh, the ants out in uh, my, myself taking on the Estonian Thunderfrog, of course, in Chikara, <laughs> the fan-clave last week. But we're going to have a big tournament. We have a $100 gift certificate. And two tickets to the Rob Van Dan comedy show at the Improv Pittsburgh for the first place uh, winner. Second place gets $50 at uh, IndieWrestling.us. Check it out. Our friends looking for group, LFGPGH.com for them. It's on their calendar. It's on our calendar on the Facebook page. We hope to see you there. $10 entry fee. And if you become a Patreon at Patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show before the end of September... You actually have the opportunity to get half off that ten dollar entry fee when you check in. Uh, so thank you so much. Aim and two, please, at Sorgatron. Support your local or national indie wrestling. Show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network.